Yo, I'm so excited to share what I have planned. Like, oh, my brain's going like, woo, you know? <laughs> so all this stuff. Okay, so ingredients for banana bread. Although now I've made it so that it's like, I call it my flan. I call it protein flan. So I'm gonna go with that, okay? Scratch banana bread. That's out the door or out the window. So this is a recipe for Flan. Protein flan. And it's a lot easier than actual flan because I once made flan and it like deflated. What you're gonna need is some kind of milk. I use almond milk, but um, if you, you know, you can't drink milk, I mean, you know, if you can't drink milk, almond milk is good. Unless you can't eat nuts, then some other alternative. Whatever milk you use, by means, use that. Um, but I use almond milk. And then if you have banana or applesauce, you can use that as well to make it thicker. But I don't have banana in my life. Okay, I have like one banana. Actually, that's a plantain. Um, then you're gonna need stevia or a sweeten alternative, like sweetener alternative, whatever sweetener term you use. And then almond flour, or you can use coconut flour, but the portion has to be like diminished a little bit. So like coconut flour, you need less of. And you also need to add more water or else it'll be like really, really stiff. And then baking soda and baking powder. And I used egg whites to add even more protein, but that's like an option that you can not use or use. So whatever you're feeling for that. So just start. With the ingredients though, you're just gonna put all the dry ingredients together. So all the ones I just kind of uh, mentioned. If you need a repeat of that, or you're listening on audio, that is, you're gonna mix two teaspoons of baking soda, two teaspoons of baking powder, a little dash of stevia or whatever is, um, sweetener you're using. You're also gonna need a protein powder of your choice. For all of these ingredients, I kind of just mix it up based on like the amount that I'm doing. So it would be like for protein powder, if you're looking at grams, I mean, I do like two scoops. Uh, if you're doing grams, then it's about like, I think a hundred grams-ish for this specific one. This is the one I use is the Body Fortress, but you can use whatever protein thing you use. Also the same thing, Brooklyn, but you can use whatever almond flour you want, not sponsored. <laughs> um, but yeah, I use about a hundred scoops of protein powder and then about a hundred grams, sorry, hundred scoops, that's ridiculous. A hundred grams of protein powder, a hundred grams of almond flour. And then you're gonna, so you put all the dry ones and then you're gonna put all the liquid ingredients and then mix it all together, put it to bake. So as I'm doing that, you can do it with me or just watch or just hear me out. And as I'm talking about all this other stuff as well. Self-love. I think the ways that I've kind of seen it manifest in my own life is through these that I'm gonna like kind of tell you about. And I think the whole element of self-love kind of comes down to learning who you are deep down in your core, like your inner being, as they say, or your higher self, as some people say, or that inner child, all those different elements. It's like realizing who you are and true, truly and deeply deep down. So it shines through and then you can like come out anything around you or the people around you living in that 
authenticity and genuineness from within. I know in my own life, I used to struggle a lot with this when it came to loving myself. And I think it manifested in these kind of ways that I'm going to kind of talk about. To begin, I think the first sign that I've seen within myself is apologizing for stuff that I don't need to apologize for. I think a lot of times I would just be myself basically and find myself constantly being like, I'm so sorry for whatever, whatever it is, you know, like I, I don't, can't think of a specific instance, but even like being busy or having so-and-so to do, then I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Like, and then feel the need, number two, feel the need that you have to like do something to almost make up for whatever it is that may come up. So I would just like say like, I'm so sorry for, I can't think of a specific thing, but being like weird. Or I would say something and at the end of it be like, LOL. If you know, you know. If you're the person you know that it's like sometimes you're like, you say something that you actually mean, but then at the end of it, you're like, LOL, to make it less serious. I think that stems from just like not wanting to rock the boat almost. But I think that also stems from not being able to speak your own mind and ask for stuff that you kind of want, um, either from other people or just in general. And that's like sign number two of not being able to speak up for yourself. And then with that, sign number three is uh, feeling bad or guilty when you do take time for yourself. You know, like I had a hard time when I took that like month long off because I kept feeling the need post like a podcast episode, um, even when I wasn't like feeling it because I felt bad kind of using that time to myself. I think I also felt bad in terms of having those unproductive days, but even rest days and like in terms of fitness, if you're constantly going and going and not giving yourself enough rest, your body's going to eventually catch up to you and tell you, hey, I need rest. And that can manifest in the form of your body kind of giving out. That's a good sign and indicator. Like if you can't take time to rest, because I think we live in a society that has this like hustle culture. So you constantly feel like you have to keep going and going and going, but not being able to just prioritize yourself enough to take the breaks that you need, especially when it comes to exercising and taking those rest days and feeling like you have to, or else, you know, like feeling guilty. I know that kind of manifested in my own life of feeling guilty for wanting time to myself. Sometimes when you can't take time for yourself, it's usually because you don't feel like you deserve it, like you deserve a break or deserve to like be able to sit down or relax or just watch TV for some reason. Even when you have still a million stuff to do, like your body needs a break eventually and giving it those little short breaks, even if it's like just like one night you said, I'm not going to think about so-and-so, like that's important, you know, and that's showing your body some love in that aspect of like giving it what it needs because sometimes our body tells us something and we don't listen to it and that's because we're not giving ourselves enough love. Another sign is that you constantly tell yourself that you're not good enough. I think that's one of those ways that a lot of people don't recognize that they're kind of being harsh or not showing themselves some love is when they are their biggest critics, but aren't their biggest allies as well. I think that's something that I noticed within myself is the whole aspect of, oh, sorry. Also, side note. You're also going to need a little pinch of salt. You don't have to if you don't want to, but I like adding it. It adds a little elemental. Almost ice cream flavor, but it doesn't. Anyways, back to what I was saying is you, a lot of times we either tell ourselves, like when we do something, why did I do that? I'm so-and-so, you know, I'm not good enough. I am too much. I am not enough. I need to do so-and-so before I can be happy or 
waiting for all of this stuff. So I think analyzing your self-talk and the way you're talking to yourself is a big way to improve your self-love because a lot of times we don't even recognize the ways that we're treating ourselves badly. And I think a good way to figure out if it is negative self-talk is would whatever you're saying to yourself, would you want someone to see that to someone you love, like a little sister or a little brother or your best friend? Like, would would you tolerate someone saying that to them? If not, it may be time to change that up because I think you should treat yourself the way you want others to treat you as well. And a lot of times it manifests in that way. Another indication is you don't put yourself first. And I think this can manifest into like, again, not taking the time for yourself, not setting boundaries, which is another sign, not being able to set boundaries for what it is you want and communicate what it is that you need from others. I think that's a huge indication. And sometimes it indicates that you don't really know what it is that you need, especially in terms of relationships and that like element of it. I think that was like my biggest thing is I couldn't communicate what I needed from people and it kind of robs them of being able to give you that and it also adds elements of where resentment and all that stuff can come in later on because they're not giving you what you need because you're not asking for what it is you need and I think that's something that I used to struggle with a lot in terms of feeling frustrated when someone isn't showing up the way you want them to but usually it's because of the fact that you're not actually communicating what it is you need and also like maybe also giving it to yourself that way. Yeah, so you get frustrated when people don't show up the way you want them to, but don't recognize the fact that you're not really telling them what it is that you need from them. And so you're not giving them the chance to show up the way you want them to, which I think robs them of that whole experience as well. Just the equivalent of like when you don't show up for people living in your most authentic and genuine self, you're also robbing, you know, not just the people around you, but the world of everything that you are and can provide it. Because I think we all bring some element of our own little selves to the world. And I think when you're not living in your truth and you're not living in everything that you are deep down within you, you're robbing the people around you from being able to love you and being able to like nurture that as well. And so you can live a more fulfilled life and have more fulfilling relationships. Um, authentic to who you actually are rather than who you have to pretend to be like in any kind of way with that i think a good indication that you don't love yourself enough is if you're lacking in energy or drive for the stuff you're doing currently when you do that i think it means you're not really living in something that's you know true to who you are and don't get me wrong sometimes we do stuff we don't like and have to, like, we have to do stuff in terms of specific jobs like obviously you know maybe if you don't like i don't know having to get your uh, uh your ass uh having to get your oil changed but you have to do it because it's like maintenance of your car right so like certain things you obviously have to do but i think when it comes to the big things like your job like your um the stuff you do in your free time the people you surround yourself with if they're not bringing joy into your life in some kind of way or at least a stepping stone towards that or the right direction of that then i think there's time to reflect and go within and see what it is you actually want and who you are deep down and if those things resonate with you because I think the longer you stay within that the longer you're just going to like continue to be sad and not really living in everything you could be and doing everything you could possibly be doing if you were following your joys like I'm a big believer of following your joys and I think the universe provides when you do that um, and I know it's hard to trust sometimes in that but 
I don't know. I've seen it played out in my own life a lot of times in unexpected ways. And I think I just have a very, very big trust in everything working out exactly as it's meant to, even if I don't really see it very much. And I think that is another indication. If you don't trust yourself or where you are in life as well. Okay, I lied. I'm going to add another extra hundred of protein. Because if you don't have banana, a good way to do this is to add more protein powder or to add more almond flour, depending on what you're like feeling. If you want to add more flavor and don't want the like taste of protein as much, then definitely add almond flour instead of more protein. But I don't mind the taste of protein powder plus protein. So... I'm going to add more protein powder to this little baby. And if you don't have protein powder, you can also use just like almond flour as well. I just use it because I like protein. I'm getting my protein. Okay, so this is a secret ingredient that I use. Glucoma. I think I talked about it in my other episode where I talked about the overnight oats. But I also use it for my flan because it just adds that extra flavor and also like a little a little taste of Peru, you know? You know? But yeah, I do like 50 grams, but you can also buy it from Amazon if you want the taste. Or, you know, you can add whatever other flavor you want. I Sometimes I use banana extract or an extract of some kind, almond extract, any of that to kind of add a little more. A little more flavor, if you will. Okay, and then you mix all these dry ingredients and add the wet ingredients. I think another indication is that you keep attracting either toxic relationships or quote-unquote bad people in your life. I think a lot of times we have to teach people the way to treat us by treating us like ourselves in a good way. Also, you can add yogurt as well. I don't know why I brought it out, but you can. Oftentimes, the way we treat ourselves manifests into the ways people treat us. So if you keep attracting or you keep finding that people are displaying a certain behavior in your life, so either like, oh, you keep saying like, oh, these people are like very flaky these days. Um, maybe you're doing it as well, either to other people or to yourself. In my own life, I had abandonment issues and I kept attracting people that abandoned me, essentially. But what I didn't realize is they were basically just doing what I expected them to do and what I was manifesting within myself by abandoning myself in the terms of not loving myself and giving myself what I need within a relationship and also without a relationship. I think a big indicator that you don't love yourself is also just not being able to be alone. Or even the opposite of that is being so hyper-independent. I think those two are a big indication because they actually point to attachment styles, which I will get into in another episode. But sometimes when we are overly dependent on somebody, then it's because we don't really trust ourselves to give ourselves what we need. That was my biggest issue is I couldn't, the idea of dying alone was very scary to me and being alone in terms of singleness and not really knowing how to go about life as myself. Without someone like saying like, good job, et cetera, et cetera. And seeking that validation among other people around me. And I think once I started to actually like value myself more in terms of giving myself what I need, 
that's when it was a huge game changer and I see it reflected a lot in people around me. And I also will see it reflected on me because I like love myself more. Now I can give myself what I need without a relationship right now. Like I can take myself out. I can feel loved and love even without a romantic relationship. You know, I can give it to my friends and they can give it to me. And it's learning how to be by yourself when you are constantly over-dependent. And I think that's one of the biggest game changers in my own like self-love journey is learning how to actually love yourself and give yourself everything you need outside of a relationship so that when you, that relationship does come, you're able to set the standards for what it is that you need and want and also able to communicate that to someone else. In any relationship, whether it be friends or family or other loved ones, you have to like show them how to love you because not everyone's going to know and everyone has a different way of loving people and receiving that love and interpreting that love. And when you're unable to really identify what it is you need, then it's hard to be able to receive it as well. And which is another indication is if you have a hard time receiving stuff from others without the need to give back. I think that was my biggest one as well. I just like my biggest love language is acts of service because I like doing stuff for other people. And in the past, it used to be almost a way of getting people's love. So when someone did something for me, it was almost of a like, oh no, I have to like give you something else as well, especially with gifts. Like if someone bought me something, I felt bad because I was like, well, like I have to give you tea too, you know, like, and no, like, no, your people are allowed to do whatever they want to do. But if you're not able to receive that from others without feeling the need to like do something else in return, it's because you don't feel worthy of it. I think that was my biggest issue. Like I didn't feel worthy of other people's love. I didn't feel that worthy of people spending money on me, et cetera, et cetera. And I think once you're able to like fully and truly love yourself and see your value, when people give you stuff, you don't feel the need to give it back. Obviously, you give back out of love and because you want to like and also show appreciation for them, etc. But you don't feel like, oh, I'm not worthy of this. Please don't do this kind of thing. And I think that's a huge indication of when you're able to like love yourself as well. You're able to receive more, especially among women specifically. Because I think that's like, it stems into like femininity. Not femininity. It stems into what they call feminine energy and just living in the whole what they call like light femininity rather than the dark femininity and this constant like masculinity and i will get into that in another episode but for now just know if you're unable to receive either help from others specific things from others without the need to give back that's a huge indication of you not actually loving yourself enough also another indication is if you get affected by what other people say or do around you especially when it comes to dating relationships when people aren't willing to show up the way you want them to, it goes back to not knowing what it is that you need and want from people. But with that is if you do set your standards or whatever for people and they don't show up that way, I think a huge part of loving yourself unconditionally is to also know when to walk away from situations. And if you're not able to walk away from situations, I think it's a huge indication of you not really loving yourself enough. I think you can love somebody so much and want the very best for them but if they aren't willing to meet the needs that you need and give you that as well in return you have to love yourself enough to walk away from that and then sending them like out with love as well it's not like you're gonna like hate somebody 
or otherwise totally negative feelings. Because when you do hate somebody, that's another indication. When you do hate somebody or hold on to resentment of any kind to other people, that's usually an indication that you don't love yourself enough because something they did is bothering you because of something either you don't feel worthy of whatever it is they're doing or you're almost tying your identity to what they think of you. So you're seeking validation from other people. And when people say something bad to you or say something about you and you get easily offended by that, it's usually an indication that you're not seeking validation within yourself, but among other people, which is like obviously a huge red flag. Another thing is to look out for is if you struggle with discipline and time management. That was a huge thing with me. I was very bad at time management and I also couldn't get stuff done. But I think a large part of it is you may want to look at if is if this is actually an indication that you're not prioritizing yourself enough. That was my thing is I kept putting it off because like deep down, I didn't feel like I could do that, whatever it is that I was trying to do. And it just manifested itself in in ways that I'm lacking in time management and an inability to like get stuff done. And it's because like I really deep down just feared whatever it is and not thinking I was capable of doing whatever it is that I would thought I wanted or et cetera, or not even knowing what I want. Just being like, I have to do this and almost out of obligation, not because the actual joy. And I think so like, that's a huge indicator in terms of that. Or it just might be like, almost like a self-sabotaging thing within relationships as well. Speaking of self-sabotage, I think another indication going back to relationships is if your relationships constantly fail. And I know you can say like, yes, to other people, et cetera, et cetera. But speaking from experience, I think when your relationship constantly fails, there may be something that you need to work on. And that's not to say that like the other person, you know, whatever it is, also needs to work on something. But I think a lot of our universe, not a lot of like the world around us reflects who we are deep down. What they say is and you attract what you are, not what you want. And so if you're constantly attracting failing relationships, go back to like the toxic people. I think it's a huge indication that there's something within you that you need to fix, whether that be loving yourself more, giving yourself more of those needs outside of relationships so you can learn how to do that within a relationship or just any indication of that. Oh, also, I guess I forgot to say it, but going back to being overly dependent on somebody, being overly independent as well is bad because it also stems into not being able to receive from others and not trusting in others because there's a fear within you that you're going to get either rejected or betrayed or just let down in some way. And I think that goes back to like just trusting in yourself enough to know that you're going to be okay no matter what happens. I think a huge indication that you love yourself truly and deeply is that you lead your life with an open heart and an almost unconditional welcome to anyone around you and anybody who may show up or not show up in your life. And everyone's behavior around you doesn't affect you or what they say or doesn't affect you because you ultimately know I'm coming in with my most authentic self and if somebody isn't receptive of that or able to give me that back in return that's not an indication of me being at fault or there's something within me of being at fault but something that they need to work on themselves and so it almost adds this element of compassion towards others as well i think that's been like my whole thing if someone says something or does something badly towards me i'm not over here saying like they're a bad person it's more of an indication of just saying i can tell that they need a little bit of healing And it's not my job to fix them. If they want my help, I will happily help in any way I can. 
with the limits and boundaries that I set for myself. But it's showing them compassion and a little bit of love as well for not knowing better. Because I think at the end of the day, we all come here to learn and grow from that. And, you know, some people aren't really at the place right now. And that's okay. You know, give them time. Give them space. But also make sure you're taking care of yourself and loving yourself enough to respect your time and respect the energies so that no one is taking away from your energy because I think we usually do that as well. This dish is basically done. All you have to do is now pop it in the oven after you mix all the ingredients. You pop it in the oven and for, I do like 325 for about like 40 minutes. And then depending on the consistency that you want is when you stop. So if you want more of a flan-like texture like I like, but I'm like just a little less than if you want something more stiff. And also with that, if you want more flan, like actually, you could also add more liquid and add liquid for this one specifically, but egg whites or more almond milk or whatever milk you're using. You can also add, if you don't have lucuma, a good alternative to like add a little more flavor is cinnamon. That's a good alternative to add a little flavor, a little, a little pizzazz, if you will. So now you can pop it in the oven and I won't have time to like show you. I'll show you a picture of it. I'll include a picture here how it looks like afterwards. Thank you for cooking with me. I will get into more self-love talk in the next episode and I'll dive deeper into the ways that I've found helpful in terms of building that up because I think that's gonna help a lot. <laughs> I should die for about the dad joke. No, we're so including that. What did the pumpkin say when it was surprised? Oh my goodness. Did I say it? Gord. 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 Gordness. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being here and listening to me, especially if you, you know, started listening to me from the start. Um, I am, again, sorry for, you know, taking time. Well, I'm not sorry. Not sorry for taking time to prioritizing me. But I am um, sorry for not like, announcing it or whatever but so gotta be back i will see you next time appreciate you really deep down love you